Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today. Because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. All right. The next hour, we'll, of course, end the week. Uh, we'll have the Moist Line folks here at 520 and again at 550. And we do have uh, quite a few mob members. To help us throw some hacks into that dumpster. Who who is deserving of that honor this week? You'll find out coming up at 535 on the Johnny Kent Show. Uh, yesterday, we spent a lot of time on uh, no bail Bob Hertzberg, who's running to be an L.A. County supervisor. He's still in the, still. Still in the California legislature. He's behind a state Senate bill to eliminate bail. A permanent zero bail system. They tried this uh, a year or so ago, and then the voters uh, more or less repealed it uh, on a proposition, and now he's trying it again. And uh, all all it does is just releases prisoners immediately. And people get terribly hurt, and crime goes up, and it's obvious, right? 
don't yeah, really have to pulled the bill last year because a Sacramento woman was viciously murdered by a transient who had just recently been the beneficiary of zero bail. And uh, Hertzberg knew the optics were not good, and it happened right there in Sacramento at ground zero for the legislature, and he shelved the bill. But now, here at the last moment, this caught some of those who will follow this story off guard, because here it is, and like I said, August 31st, I think they end the legislative session, so he's trying to push it right through here at the end. He's a bad guy. He's trying to sneak it in at the last minute in late summer. When no one's paying attention, it's got not getting news coverage. There's no time to publicly debate this and make everybody aware of what's going on. The public rejected no bail very clearly at the ballot box. This is a bad, destructive idea, but he's obsessed. Like he's, he's, he's got the crazy look on his face when he talks about this. We've had him on the show about it, and he ends up getting very angry and hanging up. What do you tell him? He's full of horse crap. But let's get uh, Dennis Zine on here. Uh, Dennis is the former uh, L.A. City Councilman, and uh, he's uh, with uh, with the group called Stop Zero Bail. Dennis, you there? I'm here. What? Why well, does this thing not die? <laughs> well, it's interesting that Bob Hertzberg, who is going to be termed out, uh, and he's going to be looking for that new office, uh, county supervisor, uh, this is basically a last hurrah, and there's no time to really have any hearings. And as the legislature ends, then it's going to either pass or it's going to have a death, and we don't know if anyone's going to take it up after that. The bottom line is bad for California, bad for everyone in the state of California. What it does, it permits individuals to commit these crimes, as we know they do, repeated over and over and over from the street scenes to the robberies, the, the smash and grab, everything. Uh, and there's no consequences. And we see the same people getting arrested over and over and over. The bail holds them in custody, let them go to court, let the judge decide what's going to do, and not just let these people continually commit crime. We're losing police officers every single day. More officers retire and quit. We're at 9288 for all of Los Angeles City, 4 million people, and 9,288 officers to defend that. It's not enough. We need the help of the criminal justice system and bail is an integral part of that criminal justice system. When they are arrested, hold them in custody, post bail. If not post bail, keep them in custody until they can appear in court and the judge can make some decisions. This is ridiculous. All it does is add to the criminal violations that are taking people's lives, property, every single day here in California. And I don't know why he's doing it the last, I know why he's doing it the last minute, because there's not gonna be any appeal. It's going to, the legislature will end, this will pass, and so be on our way. That's the problem. So it's one of those sneak attacks to try and get this through, and we're all going to have to live with it afterwards what, what, if it passes. What is his investment in this issue? I don't know what this investment is, but I'm sure there's some industry somehow, somewhere is involved in some aspect of this. I don't think it's out of the goodwill, good nature to try and help people. I think there's some other situation. I don't know what it is. But there's always some motivation behind any yeah, and all bills that come forward. It's really curious because it's really destructive. And the public's made it clear they don't want no bail. And right. you know, he, he's, he had to pull his last shot at this because of uh, what happened to that uh, 61-year-old woman up in uh, right. Sacramento. I mean, the woman got murdered, raped. Uh, the guy killed her dogs and burned her house down. Right, right. And, and that's the kind of tragedy that this is going to prevent. So why would he bring it back? But, see, there's not going to be any discussion other than what we're doing right now. 
And as the legislature ends, this goes through, this passes, and lo and behold, he goes on to supervisor, and the rest of us have to live with this consequence that's going to permit these criminal elements to continue. And we see what they do every single day. They have no respect for the law, no respect for the police, and the people in California are become the victims. This is a statewide measure. This will affect victims throughout the state of California. It's not just local. This is statewide. So it's a tragedy for this to take place, and it doesn't have anything to do with the justice system. It's an injustice system when you have this. They've done this in New York, and, and they have found some guys have committed hundreds of crimes. Right. And they've been let out on bail for, for all of them. Right. Well, the, the, the fact is the bail system's designed to hold you in custody. And I mentioned this to Bob Hertzberg a, a long time ago. And he said, well, it's not fair where people have money, they can get bail. They don't have money, they can't get bail. Well, most of the times people who have money aren't committing crimes. They're not committing murder, no, robbery, rape. So that, there's a consequence. He said that on the air with us. That's the most bogus response imaginable. Yeah. I yeah, mean, because you, you, people have money. People have money. They're not going to commit a crime. You don't have money. Go commit a crime. And we're going to let those people go because they don't have money. Makes no sense. It's illogical. I, I, I know. And that's why I'm wondering what the real story is behind this. It, it, it's just I, baffling I, I, to me. That is. I, it is. But I, I did discuss it with him, and uh, he, uh, he, he's adamant about it. And I think it's a sad situation when we see that, especially he wants to run for county supervisor, and now he's going to be in charge of uh, Los Angeles County, in particular the San Fernando Valley. Oh, There's a lot of people he, who are tired of crime. Yeah, he's it. really going to team up with Gascon, isn't he? Oh, man, they'll be a team together. You know, it's interesting. He wouldn't come against the recall of Gascon. I asked him about that, too. He would not come on the recall. He would not join the recall of Gascon. That was another issue that I had concern with. Oh, I believe that. It's well, surprising he's, if he's in favor of no bail, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, they go hand in hand. But we, the victims, potential victims, have to have someone in there who's going to defend and protect us, the women, the children. I mean, someone's got to be out to protect us. We know crime's going up, murder's going up, robbery's going up. All these crimes going up, and we don't have the resources in law enforcement to handle it. So you'd think the criminal justice system would do something to help out instead of coming up with this type of situation that's going to affect every, every agency in the state of California. It's wrong. You've been around a long time. And you've been I've a, been a, around a long time. Police officer, city council, you know, yes. a, involved in all kinds of public issues. What's happened in the last 20 years? Because we, you know even we, I mean, we had Democrats running, you know, much California 20 years ago, too. And, right. and, and, and you know, the three strikes uh, law passed and crime was way down and everybody was fairly reasonable. And, yes. and, and now, last five years, it's just every, everybody's unreasonable. And every, well, I think they compete for more and more extreme laws that free prisoners. What's, what's gone on? Well, that's what we're on now. We're on to this unique situation. When I was in council for 12 years, we never had this type of situation where you have what's happening in the city council now, where they want to defund the police and discredit this and discredit. I mean, it's a whole new environment. I don't know where they came from, but like I said, they came from another planet to come and destroy what California was. And California was is no longer what it is. And it's become this very uh, hostile environment. And the people who are now taking over, and if the council is taken over by some of the radicals that are trying to take those seats, God help people in the city of Los Angeles. I don't think they're aware of how serious it could be when some of these radical ideas come into place and they become elected officials in the city council. I'm looking at it. I'm talking to people, and they say, how this happen so quick? Right. It happened right. over a period of time. That's, that's because it's happening quickly. There, yes. There's many people now in various levels of government, and they all have the same crazy ideas and there's a lot of crazy ideas 
And so right. it almost seems like there is some kind of outside force that has unleashed all these people and their ideas, and they have the money to win their campaigns. And it all just suddenly happened. It starts to make me wonder. It's like, okay, what, what, some, some entity is behind this. Somebody's well, financing this. Well, we know that George Soros is behind the district attorney's environment. Yeah. We don't know who's involved in these other activities. But clearly there are groups involved that want to basically overturn what we have as our quality of life and our law and order situation. I mean, if you look at the police agencies, they're under a constant attack. They now want to form within the city of Los Angeles a new non-armed public safety agency. They want to form a new agency. They want to basically take money to form a new. So they would respond, not police officers, but they'd respond. So you'd have a whole new bureaucracy set up in the city of Los Angeles. They're moving forward with that They're going to respond and do what? They're going to call the police, and there won't be any police to respond to it. This, this is the crazy part about it. They've lost logic and common sense. The bottom line is they've got a lot of wackos that are going to elective office, and we got wackos that are financing them. That's the bottom line, as simple as it can be. That's exactly what's happening. And that's why people are leaving this state in droves because they're fed up with it. They don't want to raise their family here. They don't want to be in this environment. And it's really a sad commentary on what Los Angeles, the city of the angels, has become. But it's creeping in more and more and more. And this next election coming up for L.A. City Council, if this happens, God help Los Angeles residents. All right, Dennis, good to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Dennis Nine, former L.A. City Council member, former LAPD officer, and, of course, he's weighing in on no bail Bob. Bob Hertzberg is back trying to push his no bail bill through here at the last minute in the legislature in Sacramento where you don't have to have too many hearings. And didn't we see the beginning of the pandemic? They went with zero bail because we didn't want anybody in the jails. It's mm. dangerous to get COVID. Yeah. When that got reversed, up and down the state, everyone said great. that We, we were kind of given the option to go back to bail, and most places did that. Yeah. Quickly, no, it's, it's a, realizing it was a big mistake. They, they tried They tried it in New York. It's been a huge, gigantic failure. Uh, it, it does exactly what you'd expect. Suddenly you get people committing literally hundreds of crimes and more and more violent crimes. You know, the uh, relatively small number of people commit most of the crimes. If we just would put those away, you would see... A much better life. And I don't know why this and crowd... And I think that's what we did until 47, 57 came along and uh, the prisoner dumping bill. All of these things is reversing what you just laid out. That's the problem. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken. Well, uh, last October 1st and 2nd, the big story in Southern California was the oil spill off of Huntington Beach. Remember that one? Didn't that yeah. Like 10 years ago? Yeah, that was, uh, it was kind of a bust. Well, of, uh, gladly it was. It was a, <laughs> I know, but it was. It was. All there was predictions up. of some huge environmental disaster. Yeah, You're right. Everybody's going to die, and then. Oh, and all the marine life that was going to be killed. Oh, and, and, and by the way, did uh, the people who ran uh, the company that ran that uh, oil platform? Yes, Amplify pipe. Energy Company, yeah. two of its subsidiaries. Remember, they they shoveled out a lot of horse manure. Their stories were all messed up. Yeah, because there was a report that they were not answering alarms were going off and yeah. nobody paid attention to them. And then they right. reported the leak hours after it actually had started. Yeah. So what became of that? I never saw a follow up to that. Seemed like well, they were lying. That's but. in the news today. It just came out this afternoon. They've agreed to pay. They've pled guilty to federal environmental charges, have to pay $13 million. Oh, so they were lying. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, okay. They violated the Clean Water Act. 25,000 gallons is what it was. 
which in the context of the Pacific Ocean, not a heck of a lot, which is why it wasn't an environmental disaster. But the first day, everyone thought, oh, my God. And this just brings up all the sides that want to fight over, you know, fossil fuels, oil. Yeah, I, you know, I'm tired of that. I, I'm tired of like, uh, the idea that we can't drill for oil in the ocean because once in a great while we'll have a leak. We can't have nuclear energy because you, you could have uh, an accident. We, 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 we have to live. And um, it, we're only going to need tons more energy. And wind and solar are never going to cut it. So I, 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 we've, we've got to kind of have to grow up and deal with the risks and do what we can to mitigate them. But the idea that we shouldn't have all these sources of energy because something might go wrong. It's like, stop it. What are you, six years old? <laughs> of course something might go wrong and will go wrong. So so something bad happens, we clean it up and move on. It's a 17-mile pipeline, and they've agreed to install a new leak detection system in it. They're going to notify regulators of every alarm that signals a leak in the pipeline. Uh, they're going to contract with an oil spill response group. They uh, can detect oil on the surface. This is and, all the agreement they and made it would today. Help if the government, these government employees, would do their jobs properly, why, why did it take this oil spill for them to demand these sensors be installed? Why wasn't there always constant oversight on the entire pipeline? Why, I, and, and why doesn't the company do the right thing? You know, if everybody just did the right thing, but we yeah. either end up with the companies being greedy or cheap and the, the government workers being incompetent boobs. It's not that hard. It's a yeah, pipe. That's part of what happened. They, the alarms went off and they still continued to keep oil flowing. And then the, uh, the actual oil spill began nearly 16 hours before the time that the Amplify Energy's chief now, executive said the company was aware of a leak. Can I remember the CEO. He was this big, this blubbery guy. This blubbery guy. Double, double talking blubbery guy. And I remember watching him. I could tell right away this guy is, is just shoveling horse manure to everybody, right? He, he, did, he did not seem like he was uh, telling a straight story. And I'm looking at him and I said, how hard is it? How hard is it just to uh, tell the truth? When, when you saw that the, that the pipeline was leaking, so why didn't you turn off the flow? Why is that so difficult? And they have blamed it on a untrained and fatigued crew that was on duty that night. Untrained. Why or do you have... Why, why understaffed is... and fatigued. And they did not have sufficient training regarding the automated leak detection system. But that's, that's his problem. So why weren't they trained? How do you put somebody in charge of a, 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 an oil platform that's untrained? Probably a $12 an hour job that what? nobody would... I mean, to this, sit there and this is, this is all, monitor an oil pipeline. This is all inexcusable, absolutely positively inexcusable. There's no, there, there's no explanation that uh, satisfies this. You just were boobs. Yeah. Just didn't care. You didn't give a poop. They also settled with some companies, Orange County business owners and some local residents who said they suffered financial problems from the spill. That was a surf school in Huntington Beach and... Some fishing and seafood sales companies that said they suffer. I mean, the spill was not huge, but it did have some effect. So those outfits sued, and they apparently settled with them, too. Yeah. So evil oil. I know. If, and if they're, they're acting today like, oh, this is going to send a message to all coastal oil companies. No, no, it won't. That we will prosecute you, and we take this very seriously. Incompetent boobery never ends.
Boobery. Yeah, incompetent. You've used that twice this week. Yeah, boobery. Uh, people who are boobs never get the messages. They. Yeah, I know. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken. All right, coming up, the 5 o'clock hour, getting close. We will have uh, two rounds of the Moist Line folks around 520 and 550. And in between that, about an hour from now, we do have some people, some hacks to throw into the dumpster, find out who they are and why they're going in. It was a pretty easy vote based on one of the bigger stories this week in the state of California uh, who were thrown into the dumpster. Uh, They're finding... More and more of these uh, Wendy's lettuce E. coli cases. Ah, what goes on with lettuce? Remember there was there was, there was a lettuce problem a few years ago. Remember that? Because uh, there's they, there's poop on lettuce. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. The the lettuce pickers. They put they, they poop on the lettuce. Or sometimes they... they poop in the fields. Uh, poop coming from the animals, uh, runoff from nearby farms. Yeah, that one I've heard is common, right? And then uh, the workers in the. Uh, Kitchens don't wash their hands. But there's many. It's three sources of poop. There's many things that are taken from fields. Why is it always lettuce? Mm, I, Something I, about lettuce. Doesn't... I think it's I think it's hard to clean lettuce properly. I think most oh. people don't do it because it's kind of a pain in the neck. If you have a head of lettuce, you really have to get every leaf on each side. You really have to, you know, rinse them very thoroughly. And I'm sure everybody does a half-assed job on it there have been nearly a hundred e coli cases in four states not out here but indiana ohio pennsylvania and michigan oh yeah see romaine lettuce is suspected i remember there was a problem with romaine lettuce a few years ago mm-hmm. remember that story you got they told people not to buy it e coli almost always comes from poop oh it does yes it does yes. right <clears throat> right uh obviously the Symptoms include vomiting, diarrhea, nausea. Uh, One woman spent 12 days in the hospital being treated for E. coli. Some people in Michigan developed hemolytic uremic syndrome, a rare but serious condition that can lead to kidney failure. Yes. Oh, one of these poor people had to wear a diaper because she, oh, she was defecating too much blood. Oh. Yeah. She that's, lost 14 uh, pounds. That's your salads there. Well, I will be having romaine lettuce tonight in my Toscata. Right. You're playing uh, roulette there. Well, it appears to have only affected the Wendy's product. See, they must have bought a batch of this that was full of it. At least the burgers you cook, and that'll kill. Particularly in the Midwest. That'll kill bacteria, but nobody, you know, nobody cooks lettuce. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one victim in Ohio said... I thought my insides were going to pop out. My stomach looked like I was pregnant. It was swollen from being inflamed. Oh, it's just one of the worst things to get. And it's so easy to get it. I imagine people every day are getting E. coli. Yeah. It's got to stop eating. Oh, one woman ordered extra lettuce on her burger (gasps) and got a headache, diarrhea, and body aches within 48 hours. Extra E. coli. You just ordered the burger? No problem. She says, I've had breast cancer. I had chemotherapy, but the fatigue with this is similar to that. It was horrific. That must be pretty bad uh, if she's comparing it to breast cancer and chemotherapy. Yeah, she says, <laughs> is this a fatigue? She's wiped out from it. And she'd rather have that than the E. coli. Wow. They must be. Uh... Yeah, I mean, here's a couple. It seems to have happened with the hamburgers with the lettuce on it. Mm. Because another 
her husband got the a chicken sandwich, but there was no lettuce on it. He didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're See, I know to... this. I, I've known this all my life. Instinctively, I know this. <laughs> this is why you don't eat lettuce? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know if they've washed it. I can tell if they've cooked the, the meat, right? That's proof. But the lettuce, who knows? Who knows what's yeah. on the guy's hand in the kitchen? You've seen you, you've seen those people, kitchen workers. Well, you eat pasta. Who knows what the what people have on their hands when they they make pasta? I don't like, but it says here because lettuce is consumed raw. There's no mm. heat to kill the bacteria. So washing it a little bit could kill some of it, but you can never wash it enough to kill all of the E. coli. Mm. There you go. You can never wash it enough. Oh, That's all you my. need to know. Well, I take and my a job. lot of the. Outbreaks happen in the fall when lettuce production shifts from California's Central Coast to Arizona's Yuma Valley and California's Imperial Valley. They're not sure if it has something to do with the water supply or other factors. Your days are numbered. The lettuce is going to take you out. You don't need a lot of lettuce. I don't need. No, not really. I don't need a lot. I mean, I do on occasion. Now, if avocados are full of E. coli, you're in trouble. Oh, God, I would die. I'd die of starvation. Half the stuff you eat, I've never heard of. I don't know what it is. I know, because you're so weird. (laughs) I'm weird. Yes, I'm weird. You are. (laughs) Yes, you two would pretty much be polar opposites when it comes to consumption of food. I told her we could never go to the same restaurant. He only eats dairy and meat. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you only eat vegetation that you know, only eats everything else that's that, plant-based. That, right? I've never heard of. Well, you don't get out much. Yeah, John, you never heard of the garbanzo beans? Right, or... exactly, or lentils. Actually, for a long time, I did not know what a garbanzo bean was, and I still don't really know what a lentil is. No. Have you never ever had lentil eat... soup? Yeah. No. Ooh, lentil no. soup is so good. No, I never have soup. <laughs> There's always weird stuff floating in it. Like pea vomit, green pea vomit. Oh, oh. God, don't talk to John about All right. peas. Can I tell you quickly, My, oh. I had a big issue with peas today. So <laughs> No. No, it, I, a couple of nights ago, I went out with uh, a couple of guys. We had one of our guys' nights out. Went to a nice restaurant, uh, and, and I ordered lasagna. And, and, it, and it, was, it, was, it was it's usually very good, but I, I noticed there was something, something in the taste of it that wasn't quite right. Hmm. Couldn't couldn't put my finger on it. Just let it go. I thought I had had a couple of glasses of wine, so I wasn't really focused on it. Anyway, they served a great, a big portion, and I I took it home and I had the second half today for lunch, and you know the lights are dim at the restaurant. <laughs> I have it in the bright light of my kitchen. I'm looking oh, at it. Oh, now and, you see what the problem and I, is. And I first thought I had is is that mold? What is that? It's green stuff growing on the lasagna. Is that mold? Because, you know, it sat in the refrigerator for a couple of days. So I turn on the lights. I'm looking. Oh, my God, there's peas in here. No wonder it tasted weird. Yeah, I've never seen peas in lasagna. Oh, it was oh, it was just awful. And it, it was buried in the lasagna. It was Spinach like, I've seen in lasagna, but not peas. Buried in the meat. And peas are just the most objectionable of the vegetables. I mean, it's up there with asparagus and broccoli. They're pretty benign. Oh, they taste like much. Not. I know. They're, it's awful. So I had to spend... There's canned peas and there's frozen peas. And they're quite different tastes. I had to pick out the peas one by one. Such oh. a toddler. And put it, huh? That's what a toddler just, does. It ruined the, does whole, yeah. ruined the whole They were all smushed. You were able to well, pick them out? Some of them were smushed. I, you know, I had to... Like 30 peas I had to remove. You've been traumatized. Oh, it was just kind of. I was looking forward to it, and just like, oh, this is a lot of work. <laughs> was because, were you able to eliminate the bad taste after you pulled out all the? Yes, peas? and suddenly it tasted much better. 
much better than it did on Wednesday. Yeah, you got to keep working on him, Deborah Mark. That's... Oh, he's a well, lost cause. There's no way there, I have tried. There was no warning on the menu. Like some Italian restaurants put peas they in They should it. in case you have a pea allergy. That's true. Well, they, they, they like Not some that restaurants that, but... put peas in carbonara, you know, the cream sauce. They do that. Which, yes, like, that, that I know. Oh, that's which is outrageous. But at least they warn you and I tell them no peas. And the guy goes, no peas? I go, no peas. I will have to sneak some lentils in. <laughs> and some garbanzo beans. No, no garbanzo, no lentils. Refried beans? I mean, lasagna is perfect. Why would you throw peas in there? I mean, it's pasta yeah, and tomato sauce and, and meat. meat. Yeah. That's right. It is a perfect dish when you when it's done correctly. And and then somebody throws, slops a bunch of peas on it. Well, vegan lasagna is delicious, too. Oh, I haven't had that because I, I don't do the fake cheese. Or fake meat. Oh, yeah, it would have yeah. to be fake cheese. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It would be an empty plate. <laughs> Just noodles. <laughs> yeah. Lasagna without the uh, pasta and the meat. <laughs> no, she can have the pasta. But right, she can't and have I'm it. weird. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Oh, I show. heard that music playing, and I thought it was a commercial. Or I did, too. I, did, I didn't even respond right away. John and Ken show. John Cobalt, Ken Shampoo, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up uh, after uh, 5 o'clock, uh, we're bringing in the Friday Moist Line people around 5.20 and again at 5.50. And we will have all of, well, many of the mob members here to help us throw a well-deserved hack into the dumpster. It's all coming up in the 5 o'clock hour on the John and Ken Show. You know, it's been almost a month since we had a winner of the huge... Mega millions jackpot, the $1.34 billion. It was one ticket in Illinois. Remember all the nonsense run up to mm -hmm. that? Yeah. July 29th. Well, it's a month later and no one's come forward. It's not unusual for that to happen, but. I can see being terrified. Because yes. you're going to get uh, bad guys trying to kidnap you and your family. Then you're going to have relatives that you really don't have who say they're your relatives coming out of the woodwork looking do, for money. Do you realize nobody will treat you normally ever again? Like everybody you know is going to treat you like some kind of freak. And they're all going to want Because you something. have a billion dollars? Because you have a billion dollars, yeah. Although, again, the lump sum is not a billion, but above. still sufficient. Yeah. It's all, million. it's all too much money. Right. I mean, too much money to practically use. So they say it takes a while sometimes because they want to put together a team to help them deal with this professional, legal, and financial advice. Now, Illinois is one of those states where you can remain anonymous. But the Illinois lottery director said that in this case, we would still know if the winner came forward, and they have not. Mm -hmm. It's the largest lottery prize ever won in that state and the third biggest jackpot in the I, entire country. I would think it's a curse in the end. They're wondering, they did this news conference because they're wondering if somebody doesn't know they have the ticket. <laughs> Sometimes people just put them aside, put them in a drawer. <laughs> you would think a, a oh, prize I'm... of this magnitude, everyone would be checking every ticket they have, but nah. it's possible or somebody misplaced it. You could, you could throw it out. You could drop it and blows away. Yeah. It ends up in the laundry. Yeah. I don't know. And, well, now we move over to uh, a story that John Cobalt 
contributed to the John and Ken show today about monkeys and tools. Oh, Deborah, pay attention to this one. <laughs> we'll want your uh, analysis. My expertise? Yeah, I don't know if we want to go to expertise, but, well, we'll see. Maybe you'll know Does more than we think. Does it say in here if they're male monkeys or female monkeys? I didn't oh, see that. Oh, it's got to be male. Okay, it just says oh, many monkeys. Only guys do this. Uh, well, the story starts out, science in the New York Times. Many monkeys are skilled stone handlers. They can use rocks to dig up roots. They can cut plants. They can crack open an array of delicacies, including fruits and nuts. But others have been observed using stone tools. They actually form little stone tools to take care of some of their activities. And then the story completely falls apart. Well, some macaque monkeys, macaques, M-A-C-A-Q-U-E-S, what they'll do is they'll rub or tap stones around their privates. Of course you go there. <laughs> well, that's what it says here. Of course here. you like the story. It's in the New York Times. Uh-huh. I believe. A form of self-directed, tool-assisted masturbation, says one of the researchers. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, it's all self-directed, isn't it, masturbation? Yeah, I don't have any expertise on this. Uh, no comment? No. No. Tool-assisted. We go to you for animals. That's why we I thought know. you might know something. I, this I is know. the animal I, desk. I, you got to weigh in here. I Well... I guess monkeys, they get horny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally they think that wild animals use any kinds of tools they can because it's all about finding things to eat. Chimpanzees use sticks to collect termites. Crows use <laughs> twigs to extract larvae from logs. Sea otters use rocks to smash snails. But this one was a little different. Object-assisted <laughs> masturbation wild animals. I'd like that to be your project. <laughs> well, there's, there's a... There's a doctoral student at the University of Lethbridge in Canada, a woman named Camille Senny. I guess she's studying this. And she says it's not really adaptive or useful to do this. They're just doing it because it feels good. <laughs> it feels better than their hand. Uh, yeah, I guess and like so. most I... things, it was probably by accident, right? They're using a little tool to do some task, and then it accidentally rubs them in the yeah. groin, and they're like, oh. And a monkey looks over and says, hey, Wilbur, look at this. Wilbur? Wilbur the monkey, sure. Got oddly named monkeys. (laughs) I thought Wilbur was the... There. (laughs) They they Uh, studied the macaques in the sacred monkey forest sanctuary in Indonesia. Now, there's nothing sacred about uh, getting a rock out. uh... Well, the the sanctuary's named that. (laughs) I I know, but... Well, monkeys are fascinating to watch. You could just stand there and watch them for hours. Did did I ever tell you... uh, uh, My my wife used to uh, be a news reporter back east. And she was assigned in New Jersey to go to a zoo. And she's... You've told this story, ta- yes. She's taping a, a stand-up. And her cameraman suddenly starts laughing and points behind her. And there was a monkey uh, who was giving her the uh, the old salute there. At <laughs> <laughs> the front of the cage. <laughs> Showing his appreciation. <laughs> who are you going to sue? Flattering. Who are you? <laughs> oh, thank might, you. Yeah, you said it's flattering. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it says they noticed that these monkeys frequently handle stones with appears to be no obvious purpose. The monkeys might clack the stones together in their hands, for instance, or pick them up and drop them over and over again. Mm. But um, <laughs> Who's the, the monkeys fr- also use the stones to rub or tap around their genitals and groin.
<laughs> Who's the first monkey who figured that out? And this researcher says that's led us to the sex toy hypothesis. <laughs> so it's sticks, the it's sex stones. Toy hypothesis. This lady says that she and her colleagues analyzed the stone handling actions of 173 monkeys, <laughs> young males engaged in the genital tapping and rubbing See, more than adult males did. It, it is all guys. Right. Right. Yep, and they especially did it during sexually charged situations, such as when they or another monkey nearby was soliciting a mate or showing signs of sexual arousal. <laughs> And so if she didn't respond, they just got out their rock. Right. Got the data there. was very convincing. We found out that what's going on was definitely sexual. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's all that goes on. They, uh, that's all that goes on in our heads. <laughs> and I was right. They think that the monkeys stumbled upon this. They were using the stones or the sticks now, to do something, so, so, some sort of little work right. project, so, and they just accidentally tapped themselves there. And so one, it goes, hey, wait, let me do that again. And so he starts doing it, and then the other guys see how happy he is, and so they pick up their rock. Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> yeah, and they can communicate at some level. Sure. So. And then pretty soon there's six of them standing there. Can I borrow your stick? <laughs> no, you're not going to touch. No. <laughs> You don't pass around your rock. You keep that. Yeah, they. <laughs> it's a good way to catch something. One researcher says. <laughs> You'll get monkeys. Just... You'll get monkey pox that way. Yeah, this might just be a perk of too much leisure time. <laughs> so they just have some time off. They're bored. <laughs> sure. They start banging the stones around. Well, what do you know? Wow, this, this is somebody's research project that made the New York Times. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, government funding for this. Titled, Some Monkeys Use Stone Tools for Pleasure, study suggests. <laughs> when you read that, you might think it's more benign than it is. No. All right, 5 o'clock hour is here. We got the voice line coming along. John and Ken. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.